Welcome to the Playing Injured Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Dillingham, and me and my co-host, Mason Eddie, will be diving past the surface-level stories that are filled with adversity and hardship to unfold real-life lessons and overcome life's biggest challenges. We believe that facing struggles and pain is out of our control, but how we endure and overcome is something that is. You're listening to Playing Injured. Welcome to the Playing Injured Podcast. I'm sitting here with my good friend, Tanvir Mustafa. Appreciate you coming on, man. What's up, Josh? It's a, good, it's a pleasure to be on, man. I'm excited uh, to chop it up with you. It's going to be a good time. Yeah, for sure, man. I'm pumped. You're out in Toronto. I'm here in Chicago, and, and this is our first remote podcast. So uh, <laughs> as you're repping the, the Toronto shirt, you know, congrats on that championship. But, and we're going to get it again this year. We're going to get that chip again this year. Just watch. Everybody's putting Toronto under the radar like they did last year. And it's not going to work out well for anybody. <laughs> I don't you know, know, man. LeBron has something to say Say to that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but great. I, you know, I want to get into it. Um, Tanvir, obviously, you're in the world of podcasting. And you've actually, you know, ran a few podcasts. So why don't you tell the audience a little bit about that and, and how you got involved with that world? Yeah, so uh, my current podcast is called the Blessed for Success podcast, um, and you know it is my first podcast. I used to run one before called the Fresh Out of College podcast, which was you know to really show millennials, uh, university students, dropouts, people are, you know roughly around my age that you could do something different. You know the opportunities that are available, and I think this is a really important message. Actually, the opportunities that are available to young people now getting into the professional workforce or just in general are so are exponentially higher than what they used to be maybe 10 years ago. You know, the what and they keep saying this is that a lot of the topics that um, students are uh, studying right now in, uh, you know, university, high school, whatever, are actually for jobs that don't even exist yet, or they could be preparing for jobs that don't even exist yet. And that's constantly going to be developing and growing. But also just aside from that, you know, like side hustles, entrepreneurship like the the world of opportunity is larger than it is before so that was that podcast um but really you know i love having conversations with a wide range of people on a wide range of topics and um you know and we can talk about it but my story has always you know been about battling you know certain adversity and um really always trying to find a way to come out on top and so for me you know i believe that everyone is destined for success. You know, everyone has the potential for success, but it's, can you get to yourself to bring yourself, um, you know, out of the gutter, or out of the hardships, out of the ob- obstacles to ultimately end up on the other side. And so that's why I started the blessed for success, uh, podcast. And it's funny cause I, I was, I was just at my cousins earlier this morning and they were asking like, you know, why blessed for success? Like, why'd you call it that? And, uh, my first episode, it's about that, but as well, one thing that I didn't mention in that, in that introduction episode was that, um, you know, people ask me at work or in general, uh, you know, what's up, how's it going? You know, like, how are you? It's just a normal, small chit chat, whatever happens. And I kept hearing everybody around me been like, oh, you know, living the dream. And that, this used to be me, by the way. So I'm, I'm 1000% guilty. 
like living the dream or, you know, just trying to survive, you know, just waiting for Friday, just, you know, can't wait for Friday. And I'm like, I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, that's so morbid. That's, that's so, you know, I'm guilty. I'm 1000% guilty. But, you know, for me, I really wanted to start changing that narrative. I wanted to feel more empowered in my day to day life. And so people would ask me, yo, how's it going? And I'm like, man, I'm blessed. I'm blessed for success. Like, what else can I say? You know, like, that's, that's the mentality uh, now and moving forward. So uh, yeah, that's kind of what inspired me to start that podcast. And now I interview people who have essentially, you know, similar to, to what your uh, podcast is about, actually, which is, you know, guys that have been through guys and girls, gals uh, that have been through adversity, um, challenges, obstacles, um, and ev- eventually battle all that to come out to, on top on the other side and, and, you know, achieve some sort of success in their lives. Totally. And I can relate to that. You know, I always say too blessed to be stressed and very similar, you know, blessed for success. So, um, yeah, you know, tell me a little bit about, you know, this is a playing ninja podcast and very similar ideas and pretty much want to hear your story. And and I want to unpack some adversity and challenges that you faced in your childhood and and pretty much to where you're at now. Um, yeah, I mean, where do I start? Uh, so, you know, my parents are immigrants to this country, right? Um, uh, and with that, obviously, there's always, and anyone who's who has parents who are immigrants here and you're, you know, a first generation or sorry, second generation immigrant in this country, um, you just grow up differently. Like you've seen kind of where your parents have come from, which is, you know, God bless my parents, man. They came from a, a place of extreme hardship, extreme dedication, extreme grit. Like when I, when I think that I'm working hard, right? Mm-hmm. I look at what my parents have done and been like, there's nothing that compares. Like, you know, these they've they've hustled, they've grinded more than, you know, anyone that I know. Like, they, they just, from a respect standpoint, I respect them so much for that. And so I, I took from that, you know? It's like, I want to be able to follow that same blueprint. Um, but at the same time, you know, you grow up a bit differently than everyone else, um, around you while you're still trying to fit into society. And so, um, you know, from a young age, I don't know, from maybe grade, probably grade one, grade two, uh, I started getting bullied, you know, um, I couldn't tell you why I could, I, you know, I think it was because, um, you know, I was a social, I tried to be a social guy. Like I tried to make friends and, um, uh, just try to get along with people. And I was, I was an ambitious kid. You know, I wanted to be the smartest kid in the class. I wanted to be, you know, involved. So I was involved in the school gymnastics team and then grades three, four, and five. I, I just tried to put my name wherever I could chess club, French club, basketball team, soccer team, like whatever there was. And, uh, you know, in grades four and five is where it really started ramping up. Like, um, some of the bullying was getting, you know, worse. And, um, you know, it was just, it, it, uh, it was a weird place to be as a kid, you know? Uh, and I think a lot of, a lot of people who have been through that can, um, you know, acknowledge that when you're getting bullied and you're not really sure what's going on. But you think that when you move schools, it's going to change. And so uh, middle, middle school came and got even worse. You know, every, you know, I was getting in multiple fights a year to the point where, you know, when I was getting ready for grade eight, 
I, I, I honestly distinctly remember praying to God that I wouldn't get into a fight this year. Like I was, I was just like, I don't want to get into a fight. Like I don't want to, um, just have an altercation like that with anybody. Um, and I had a few that year. Um, and then high school, you know, you think it's going to get better It's high school, you know, high school is supposed to be one of the greatest times of your life and got even worse, you know? Um, and we can, we can get, we can get into that, but that's kind of like the, the gist of, of that. And then, you know, when university came and I think the bullying is kind of linked to it, but I just tried to get as involved and again, put my name wherever I could, uh, you know, and, Eventually, what that led to was me ballooning up to 60 pounds overweight. I ended high school at 160 pounds. Um, at second year in second year university, I was at 220. Um, drinking a can of pop a day, having Nutella in tablespoons for breakfast. Um, you know, extremely burnt out, feeling like a zombie every day. Um, and I almost passed out in the middle of a school presentation. And so, you know, from there, I had to take a step back and really evaluate my life and say, all right what are you going to do? Cause this ain't what you want from life. Yeah. And so talk to me a little bit about first off going to school on a daily basis, pretty much probably with some anxiety. Um, what would you tell somebody now that's going through the same things that you went through, um, going through their childhood and, and adolescence? Mm-hmm. It's tough because I, I do have advice. But when you're in that position, it's very tough to to, to think th- th- these things, which is which is you know you have to get your t- to yourself to a point mentally where you can think these things because, you know, myself, I remember feeling a a crazy sense of loneliness, you know, you and from the outside it looked totally different, like especially in high school, people would think that I had friends or people to talk to, but like even the guy, even the people that I called friends of mine, without knowing it we're participating, we're partaking in, in the bullying. Um, and you know, you know, they're, they're guys that I call brothers for the rest of my life, right? Those, and that'll happen. But, um, without knowing it, everyone just seems against you, especially when you get bullied. Um, you know, I would, I would have trouble going home, man, because, you know, family's not always perfect, School isn't always perfect, but I didn't want to bring that shame from being bullied home. You know, I didn't want to bring that. I didn't want to bring myself in that state home. So I would either try, you know, I was joining all the sports teams. I was trying to just be as involved as possible. So I didn't have to go home and like bring my shameful self to like silence and accept that, you know, I just wanted to keep myself busy. Um, and the days that I didn't have any sports, I would walk around the neighborhood, you know, just like at night at like nine o'clock, 10 o'clock at night and then get go home. And my parents, you know, if they're, if they're listening to this now, you know, that's why I was home late so many nights is that I was just not, I just didn't want to go home um, to bring that part of me home. Um, but uh, in terms of advice for people who might be going through that now, whether it's, you know, in the corporate environment or in the school environment, yeah, you know, people one still of the- go through it. Yeah. Absolutely, man. Workplace bullying is 1000% a thing. Um, And, you know, having a great support system is always a good start. Like who are the five people that you can go to, um, to talk about this? Um, And, you know, 
vent, you know, have that discussion and and talk about what you're going through. Um, I think that's important. Number two, I think is taking a step back and understanding, okay, who am I? You know, what do I care about? What am I passionate about? And um, the one thing I'll say, and I don't, I don't know if this is going to change. I think, um, you know, bullies end up being bullies. I was a bully myself at, at certain times because I was being bullied, you know, so uh, bullies it's because of how they were you know raised or what they've gone through it happens so i'm not i'm trying i'm not trying to make an excuse for them but what ends up happening is that when other people are different or doing things differently it makes you kind of be a bit like they're different wow like you know they don't really fit in blah 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 but to me that's actually most more important and that's that's something that i pride myself on is that i will do do more you know, I will try my best to stand out rather than fit in because I know that I don't, you know, um, I'd rather stand out than fit in because I feel like then you've really carved your own identity. Like you've carved out who you are and you can, um, you know, really go after that with full force and make the most of who you are um, because you're not afraid of being yourself. And I really think everyone is that way, man. Like um, there's so many people trying to please everybody, trying to fit in. And it's just like, just be yourself. Uh, it's every, it's cliche, but just be yourself and, and do your thing and don't be afraid to do that. Yeah. You're going to get picked on. Um, perhaps, you know, people will say things about you, people gossip about you, rumors about you, but, um, you know, if you can surround yourself with the best support system, if you can stay focused on the goal during that whole process, um, you know, then, then I think you'll ultimately win in the long run. Um, but if it's getting to a point, like if someone's a student right now and they're listening to this, and if it's getting to a point where you're like throwing fists like I was, um, then you got to seek help. You know, you got to seek help from the school, seek help from your family if you can, um, which is something that I didn't do. And, um, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. It's all about, you know, and I think a lot of people do get vulnerable and they, they, they're scared to be vulnerable and, and ask for help uh, within those situations. And Whatever you do, whether you're, you know, going through something or you need to, you know, work towards your goals, you're going to need help. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is a, another way of saying, like, you know, it's not bad to ask for help. Mm-hmm. This and is, I, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say, I'm sure that's something that you did as well, man. Like, I did. I looked into your. I looked into what you did, and you played some heavy basketball, bro. Player of the week, player MVP, captain. Yeah. Like yeah. you did your thing, but when that hand injury, you know, took place, I'm mm-hmm. sure you had to go to a certain set of people and and seek guidance and seek help. Um, you know, because when something like that happens, it's like, well, that's it for that. You know, what else? What's next? I had to, and and pretty much that's really everything that I've done up from the end of my basketball career to where I am now is because of the help and mentorship and, and people that I've seeked out to help me get mm-hmm. to where I want to go. Um, and I think a lot of people, whatever they go through and whenever they're playing injured, I think they want to play injured with an ego and they want to play by themselves. But you know, that is really interesting. The advice that you gave is that you, you can't really control it. You got to have empathy for, you know, the bullies who are bullying you. Um, but really then one thing you would do is to, to, to ask for help. Yeah. Yeah. Ask for help. Um, for sure. Seek that out. It, it's going to feel hard. It's going to feel like the world is against you, but, um, it's just something that you got to do. Like I tried to, tried to do it, you know, 
by myself. I tried to handle it by myself to the point where, um, you know, a guy showed up, one of the bullies, probably one of the biggest bullies that I've had in my life, um, showed up at my house and just wanted to scrap like in my, on my front yard. Um, so we actually ended up going cause I didn't want to, I didn't want to back out. You know, I didn't like, I, I had pride as well. Um, so we ended up going to his backyard, putting on some gloves and just boxing for however long I can't even, it was, it, dude, I was like 14 and I was putting on gloves with this or 14, 15. And I was putting on gloves with this guy, um, in his backyard. It was so weird, but, um, yeah, seek help. <laughs> if it's getting to that point, seek help. <laughs> So I want to talk about empathy and then we'll move on. Uh, I want to get to your college days and then how you, you, you overcame eventually, but empathy. And um, I think that's huge these days because um, I can relate to being bullied myself uh, coming up. I was struggling at reading in school. And as I got into high school, I started to be the bully. I'm playing basketball now and I'm starting to bully kids. And I didn't know I was bullying kids until college when I came back home and I saw um, one of the kids who I went to high school with and he told me, he said, um, you know, you and your friends used to bully me. And I was like, where did we? Mm. He's like, yeah, these are the things you used to do. And I remembered it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, like, I, you know, I apologize. Like, I, I feel bad. Like, I, you know, I was a young kid. I didn't really know what I was doing. I was trying to fit in mm-hmm. um, and, I, and I was following the wrong crowd. So. Can you talk about that? Because I think that's huge to have empathy for other people when they are, you know, affecting your environment. Mm -hmm. I think that you need to be willing to have your own moral compass because the problem is that you said you mix yourself with the wrong crowd, you mix yourself with the wrong people, and it starts to be a group think mentality. You know, these guys think like this, so I got to think like this. These guys, you know, be like that, so I got to be like that you know, like, so, you know, I was, I was a part of some of those groups where they'd be like making fun of a kid or they'd be, um, you know, whatever. And I'd be like, I just didn't feel comfortable about it inside. You know, I didn't want to say the same thing. So slowly and slowly I started straying away, um, from that. And I mean, that's part of the empathy, right? You have empathy for those, um, people that are being bullied, but, for those guys that, um, you know, I would hang out with or what I would tell them, like, look, that's not right, man. Like, you know, you gotta, you gotta give them, sorry. Um, you gotta give them the perspective. Like you can't be afraid to speak up. Like if, if, if someone's bullying you, right, you can't be afraid to speak up and say something. Um, because that's actually putting it into their face. Like people say, Oh, you got to stand up to bullies. You got to, you know, fight back that your first step is telling them that what they're doing is wrong. Your first step is telling them, look, what you're saying isn't making me feel good. Uh, what you're saying is actually very mean. Um, I'd appreciate if you can say it anymore. It sounds like a kind way of saying it. And it sounds kind of stupid when someone's like all up in your face, but it's the first step, right? If the second step, you know, which is why I got in a certain amount of fights. If someone enters your space and instigates something, then that's when you're defending yourself, right? But empathy starts with telling the person how you feel, right? That's that's empathy because you understand where they're coming from. Like, look, I understand, blah, blah, blah. You're upset about this, blah, blah, blah. But what you're doing isn't right, you know? And then the other point about, um, you know, don't be afraid to, to not be a part of the groupthink mentality, right? So 
for me throughout high school, actually, since I was a kid, my goal was to be co-president of my high school. Um, that was, that was always a goal of mine. And so, um, and, but also what I started to slowly realize is that that was actually a goal of mine so that I could kind of put it in the bully's face. Like all the people that bullied me just be like, look, now what, you know, kind of that thing. But when I got there, you know, when I achieved the goal, I was kind of like, no, I don't need to do that. Like, I don't need to rub it in anybody's face. Like, because I know of the circumstances that they've been through, you know, like I found out much later about one of my bullies, like, you know, father was an alcoholic, was very abusive, you know, like these things happen. And, um, you know, one of the guys, one of my idols that I look to a lot for inspiration, who was heavily bullied was George St. Pierre, um, you know, UFC, uh, retired UFC fighter. Hope he comes back for one more fight. But, um, you know, he was bullied tremendously to, to a point where I could really relate to his story. And a lot of things sound very, very similar. Um, but now he's, you know, arguably the greatest of all time. So, you know, you can, you can, you can make it out the other side and, um, empathy is a good place to start. Totally. Totally. I think that's huge. I think empathy, I think in many different factors in life, empathy is, is a big play. So tell me, um, you, you, you gained all this weight, um, in college you, you did, you eat Nutella for breakfast and different things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you should have played basketball because if you did, the coaches wouldn't have let you do yeah, that. Yeah. But tell me about that um, and, and pretty much what caused that. Maybe it was built up because of your child, what happened to, in your childhood. But also, how did you overcome it and pretty much turn it into a defining moment for, for your life? Yeah, uh, that was a terrible time, man. Um, I think... And I still struggle with it. Like all of that childhood stuff actually made me and a lot. This is this is the funniest thing because a lot of people think I'm a very extroverted person. You know, I like to go out, talk to people or, you know, socialize. Um, but I'm actually not like I'm very introverted. I'm very um, I like to keep to myself a lot. Don't like to go out much. Um, and, you know, that was kind of the buildup from all of that childhood stuff and similar things started happening in university and that's when I started real actually no I only realized recently how all that impacted me but um you know when it came to the university stuff it was like I just started again trying to get in get involved in as many things as possible like because I wanted to be involved but also just because you know I, I I always felt like I had a chip on my shoulder because of all of that stuff you know, I always have felt like I had a chip on my shoulder. So I always had felt that I had to prove to someone or somebody that I could be better, you know, that I could be greater than what I've been told that I was, whether I was told, you know, I was, I've been told I was retard. I've been told I was, you know, just like stupid, like immigrant, like to the point where people were saying racist things, right? Mm-hmm. It's hard for me. To, sorry. It's hard for me to say this stuff just because, yeah. it's, um, you know, bringing back a lot of stuff, but, um, you know, getting through that struggle, like part of my coping mechanism was just trying to put my name on as many things as possible, right? So an investment fund club, a, t- uh, uh, a social enterprise club, a, uh, a case competition club, working two part-time jobs, um, 
you know, just, just tried to do as many things as possible. And with that in high school, you have the opportunity to play competitive sports, right? So I was playing every sport in high school, rugby, basketball, volleyball, soccer, whatever you name, I was playing it. And once you hit university, it's kind of your own responsibility. Like <laughs> Without a doubt. Yeah. yeah the structure is not there as much. Um, so wasn't hitting the, the gym, wasn't hitting the basketball court because I was never able to, I couldn't get myself to a point where I was disciplining myself like that. I don't know why, but I, I just wasn't able to. Um, and then, um, in that second year, you know, I was again, 60 pounds overweight food habits were terrible. A can of pop a day. I was having a can of Coke per day. Are you like me looking back at now myself? Now I want to slap myself in the face. Like, <laughs> what the hell? I could have died, man. Can of pop a day. Jesus. Um, but, uh, and then that year, um, I think closer to the end of that year, I actually had a really, um, bad breakup. Um, just, uh, yeah, it just was, was a very unfortunate breakup was a almost three year relationship. Um, and after that happened, I really needed to reflect and be like, okay, you've got a problem. Like, Mm -hmm. don't try to blame this on anybody else. Don't try to pawn off blame. Like it's your fault. You know, what did you do wrong? And, um, then, you know, the shift started happening. Sometimes it takes a breakup, but the shift started happening, you know, um, started going to the gym, started cleaning up the diet, um, started really mapping out my goals. Um, and I quit everything that I was a part of. I quit all of it because I felt like everybody else was controlling my agenda, you know? Everyone else had control of my life, but I didn't have control of mine. So I need to take a step back and be like, okay, how do I regain control of my life? What do I actually care about? What am I, you know, what's important to me? So for all of third year, I don't, I don't recall being a part of any clubs that year, actually. All of third year, I just uh, worked at my um, part-time job at a bank in sales, um, which is something that I'm passionate about and just worked. And, um, you know, I was able to work hard at my job part-time. Um, I was taking some part-time like teaching assistant jobs at the school, um, just like making money, saving money, and then turned it all around to start a sales club in fourth year. I started a sales club, right? Because that's what I was passionate about. And that didn't exist on campus. Um, and I was like, that's kind of crazy. That doesn't exist, but it gave me an opportunity to, you know, really grow my, my personal brand on the campus, um, as well as in the community, but taking control of my own life, man, that I can't explain to you how liberating that was and how, you know, how much of a game changer that was. So that's interesting. So you said that you first, you found the direction where you want to go, defining where you want to go, mapping out your goals, and then pretty much getting rid of all the busy work that were pretty much not helping you get to where you want to go. Yeah. Getting rid of all the fluff and getting rid of all the fluff. A lot of people are busy, but are they productive in doing the things that will take them to where they want to go? And I think that that's something that you mentioned right there. Mm -hmm. And I, and uh, it still happens all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, there's, there's things that they seem like an opportunity and you'll say yes, 
but then you realize that you have other things and, you know, it's just something that I str- constantly struggle with. And um, I, I keep seeing this quote lately. I don't know if you've been seeing it, but um, I keep seeing this quote lately going around being like, oh, if you, if an opportunity comes around, just say yes and figure out the rest later. <laughs> and I'm like, well, that's horrible advice. <laughs> that is, in my opinion, that's horrible advice. Totally. Because, um, like it needs to make sense, right? If it aligns with your passions, say yes. But if it's something um, off field or something that you don't have the capacity to do, um, then why are you saying yes? Then you're just going to spread yourself thin 50% everywhere, which is what I was doing at the time, right? I was spreading my, giving 50% of myself everywhere, which is once I, once I cut every all of that out, I was giving 110% to everywhere that I was, right? So um, I think trying multiple things is important because that's actually something I encourage, but things that you're, you're, you're slightly interested in. Like if you're, I don't know, like, let's say you have a passion for gaming or you have a passion for, um, I don't know. What's another thing like flowers or being a florist or something like that. Like that's like, let's say it's a nice hobby of yours and you want to dive deeper into it. Do some research, like look it up, find out, talk to somebody who has a career in that field, uh, talk to a botanist. Like if, if that's something that you could do as a side hustle, like talk to people in that arena, slowly figure that out. And that'll help you get a better idea of whether you want to dive deeper into that field. But, you know, once you realize that something is not for you, finish, finish maybe what it is that you started, but then afterwards leave. There's no shame in that. Like there's no shame in stopping something that you're just not, interested in anymore that's what i did with the fresh out of college podcast and podcast me personally i just wasn't interested in that anymore and it and i don't think at any point in time you should feel shameful to walk away from something because honestly and this has happened with businesses that i've tried to start this has happened with ventures or opportunities whatever you might want to call it the moment that you realize that you're just not in it anymore you have to have the like self-awareness to take a step back you know, because then you're not doing anybody any favors. You're just screwing it up for everyone else who's a part of it. And I don't want to put that on anyone else. Um, you know, that type of, I don't want to give that version of myself to anybody else. Um, I'm accountable accountable for who I am. And I'd rather give 110 to everywhere, everything that I do than 50% everywhere. Totally. So tell me this, as you, you know, continue to continue to say no to things that you don't value. <laughs> and as you continue to move forward, um, where do you see your life going and what are you working towards now? And, uh, I know that may be a tough answer, uh, but you know, where, where do you see it right now? Um, I mean, I love sales. That's something that I think I'm going to continue to be passionate about for the rest of my life. Um, but sales takes many forms. Um, so for me right now, it's just to continue to, to, to learn about it, continue to master it, um, and apply that to other parts of my life. You know, one of them being this podcast, right? Um, like the Bless for Success podcast, just grow it, um, get to a point where, uh, you know, I have a great audience and um, just engage and I have a great community. And, you know, I don't want things to be on online only. Uh, I want to build a community offline as well. Um, so though that's, that's in the plans, you know, um, and really, um, you know, be a part of things that interest me honestly, like sports is something that interests me. Entertainment is something that interests me. Um, and I think when you create a community, you can eventually take that community in multiple different directions. Like you can, you can have 
like the umbrella and then have multiple kind of, or the tree and multiple branches. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is kind of meant to be the podcast is kind of meant to be the, the tree trunk, I guess you could say. Yeah. And I have a bunch of branches that I'm hoping to, you know, set up in the future. So I know that's kind of vague, but, um, really for me, the podcast is, is the focus as well as work, um, at Salesforce. I love my job. Um, you know, hope to keep learning more. And, um, those, those are really two, you know, 110% to both of those things. And then everything else gets, you know, there's nothing else. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Those are the two things. Well, great. I, I definitely want to help you build that community out. So where can people find you? Where can they continue to, to follow your vision and be blessed for success? Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, just search blessed for success on, um, you know, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, and then on Instagram, you can follow me at blessed for success PC. And actually the best place to get in touch with me um, or follow my journey or follow what I'm doing is actually LinkedIn. Um, so on LinkedIn, just search me Tanvir Mustafa, M-O-S-T-A-F-A, um, two E's in the first name. Um, just look me up there. Feel free to send me a message. Uh, get in touch. I'm more than happy to chat and um, and talk about things. So, yeah. Totally. And I'll make sure I put your 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 um, information in the footnotes where they can find Blessed for Success. And I appreciate you, brother. I appreciate you too, Josh, man. It's, uh, it's great. I can't wait to hopefully do more of these in the future. Uh, you know, we'll look back on this maybe 10 years from now, five years from now and be like, man, look where we came from, you know? So, um, appreciate you having me on. Um, I'm blessed for it. And, uh, yeah, man, it's been a good time. Totally, man. I appreciate it all. Thanks for listening to the show. Our brand design and strategy is by Tessa at fivefootstudio.com you can also find her on instagram at fivefootstudio go ahead and subscribe so that you never miss an episode and please give us feedback we want to hear from you we want to hear your thoughts and most importantly keep playing injured